Oh, yes. They're here. The dream team is here. Oh, yes. They're here. The dream team is here. So, um, had a little force worker. Had a situation. Hey, you're, also a little ro- you're also a little robotic. Where, um, you okay? Had a dog. You got a dog? Oh, dope. What'd you get? I had a dog, yeah. Wait, when you say had, you don't mean like you ate a dog, do you? No, I, I I didn't. I had one, and then we found that we couldn't. Uh, Wait, had take care of it. Oh, so we gave it away. Like to somebody, I guess. I assume a happy family. So, um, hold on one second. Do, do I still sound robotic? Uh, you do sound robotic still. I already closed my voice in the air and I'll back up. You said that works. Uh, you might have to sign out and then sign back in, bro. Yeah, because you're stat. Well, yeah, it's staticky when you talk. Yeah. Um, I went to into that in a bit. No spoilers for all the folks who you know, but um, liked it so much. Paid for Kenny to go see it yesterday. And oh, nice. he went to see it on his own, and that was a seven thirty showing. So that went until about ten o'clock. Um, so I told him when you're when the showing is over, call me. I'll come swoop you up. No big deal, no problem. Um, he calls me. I go to pick him up. We're on our way back home, and as we turn the corner uh, in front of our house, a dog darts out mm-hmm. uh, from. Uh, into the middle of the street. Um, Swerved so I didn't hit it. And uh, once I knew I wasn't going to hit it, I decided to follow it to see if it was going to its house or what was happening. And the dog was just walking in the middle of the street, like right down the middle of the street, like like it was the leader of a parade or something, like it was a band leader. Wait, did, so did you actually hit the dog? Or a dog or no, no, I didn't, oh, I didn't hit the dog. I, I made sure to... Uh, give it a healthy distance to make sure that I could always see it because it it's it's a little dog. It's like the size of a Chihuahua or even a, a Jack Russell. Uh, so I am trailing behind this dog and it's I'm looking to see if it's going to a house or something, but it's not. And so at one point it darts underneath a car that's parked on the side of the road and it's just staying underneath the car kind of like a cat would. Mm-hmm. So I told Kenny to get out the car to see if it had a, a tag or a collar or something like that, so I could take it back to its owner. Kenny, and it didn't have a tag, so um, it took off again, and I was chasing it, and so I didn't want to run after it because why? And so I did. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to catch it. So when I did that move, the it stopped and it came to me showing that it's it's it has home training. You know, somebody's done that to it before. Yeah. So we um picked it up and I was like, you know what? It has to belong to somebody on this block. So we this, at this point it's about 10:45 p.m. and there's two black guys at 10:45 p.m. 6 foot and up 
walking down this neighborhood that's kind of a nice neighborhood holding a dog knocking on doors obviously nobody answered their door thankfully nobody called the cops yeah that's probably the biggest luck of the night so we took the dog back to the house uh kid awesome goes crazy he's like we got a dog we got a dog and i'm like we don't have a dog this is a dog that it's like a rescue we're just trying to figure out what's going on um and so we're sitting in the front because it's literally just laying on my lap. It's not barking. It's not anything. It's just laying on my lap like this is where I belong. Um, like you could literally hear it singing uh, Lincoln Park somewhere I belong in its head. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Now that song's in my head. See? And um, so Nisha gets home and I'm expecting her to freak out because this is a dog that we found on the street and it looks like a puppy. It does. It looks like it's maybe five or six months old. Okay. Um, it's still teething the whole nine yards. Nisha gets home and the dog is sitting on my lap in the recliner and it hops up and goes over to her. And um, I'm like, hey, we found this dog. And she's like, oh, it's a cute dog. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, it's cute. We need to go get us some food and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to go get us some food. Long story short, went to get us some food. Came back home and Nisha's sitting on the couch and it's laying next to her on the couch and she's playing a game on her phone. And the dog stands up and starts chasing his tail. So then the kids come out and see the dog chasing his tail and it's like, oh, it's so adorable. And I'm like, that is pretty adorable. So I decided that if we can't find this dog's owner the next day, because today I was planning on going and walking the block with it, the block that I found it on, walking up and down the block with this dog, like, yo, is this your dog? But in the back of my mind, I'm also like, if I don't find the dog's owners, then we have a dog. And I've already given it a name because it's chasing its tail. Its name is going to be Dizzy. Um, So Dizzy is sitting next to Nisha on the couch, and Nisha's playing this game. And she has a, she, she's, uh, has a blanket over her legs or whatever because, you know, that's what old folks do. We, we use blankets even when it's not blanket weather. Um... And the dog goes to her leg and starts vigorously humping the shit out of her. Like, just like, oh, oh, just pumping it like as hard as it could. So, and like she's here. like, no. And um, she tries to push the dog off and the dog recovers and comes right back and, uh, uh, and the red tip and everything is there and it's horrible. So I decided the dog's name is now Dizzy Lumper. And uh, I'm gonna go for Weinstein. Nah, Dizzy Lumper. Uh, you know what? Too that's soon? a good one too, though. That's too a soon? really good. One. That may be too soon. No, that was a really that's that's a good one. I wouldn't. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, Dizzy Lumper for leg humper. Um, and so had it uh, slept in our bed overnight. Actually, slept right next to me. Um, like this is a really tame little dog. Like this is somebody. Oh, yeah. And what breed is it? Or is it just uh, mutt? Maybe a Chihuahua or else a uh, Jack Russell. It looked oh, okay, like okay. A, like a mix, but it's like super smart. Uh, we wake up this morning. Uh, Devin runs in. Kid Awesome runs in. Sees a dog. Uh, he's still happy about the dog. Runs back out. Uh, him and the dog start playing fetch. He throws the ball. The dog literally chases after the ball, brings the ball back to him, and drops him drops it off at his feet. Uh, dog is still chasing its own tail. I go walk in the neighborhood. Nobody has ever seen this dog before. 
or nobody knows who the owner is of this dog. And I'm like, okay, we are 95% done with securing a new dog, but I still have to do my due diligence. So I took the dog to the animal shelter and dropped it off. Um, because if somebody loses their dog, uh, they'll go, they'll check the animal shelters for their dog. And so that's the local animal shelter for us. Um, but I got the dog's ID number and everything. And they told me to call in and check in on it every so often, because if they don't, uh, have a, uh, if they don't find an owner for it, they're going to neuter it and put it up for adoption. And at that point I can get dizzy back, but just walk back into the house and the kids are like, where's the dog? And I'm like, Oh, I, had to do due diligence. I sent it to the uh, to the pound. <laughs> so, hey guys, yo, yo. Well, I mean that story I think ends well for the dog either way. So that's that's the right thing. I mean, like yeah. if someone comes back and it's the owner who like for him to know how to play fetch means someone spent time with him teaching him that. So yeah, I, right. I feel like. He, he probably, there's an owner who will want him, or if someone comes and adopts him before then, that still works out. And if not, then y'all get him. So I feel like that's that's a win for the for the dog. Yeah. Except now the kids are like in dog mode. Oh my God, there was a dog in our house! So now it's like dog mode. So gotta figure that out. Um, another thing that happened while I was... Hmm? Robot Wait. Go ahead. No, how long will it take before um I mean how long does the dog have to be there before they do go through the process of putting it up for adoption? They told me to call back on Thursday. That's um that's yeah. Because they give them it's it's they're closed on Monday. Uh they're gonna give I mean they're not gonna reach out for these folks to come and find I mean come and get their dog. They're setting the dog up for adoption out the gate. But they said to call back on Thursday, um, because by then they'll have due diligence. And by then you I will be able to pay the money to adopt this dog and legally own the dog. Oh, okay. Um so I'm looking forward to it because I like the dog. He was sitting in my lap like he knew I was an alpha, it was great. Um, unlike the other dog who was fighting at everybody, this dog was it was really cool. It was a really cool little dog. Um, now, another thing that happened while we were out and about, because after that, we went back to uh, Walmart so that we can get some spray paint to take care of an issue. These folks are going to learn our names. No, I'm kidding. We have to spray paint our, our screen door. We have to Don't spray paint. Tag. All right. Got to show these fools what it is. I'm about to tag the whole hood up. But um, we're at Walmart getting the spray paint. And while we're there, I'm buying stuff to make uh Euros and Nisha buys stuff. She's like, you know what? I said, oh look, uh butterscotch uh chips. Butterscotch, you know, like the not chocolate chips, but butterscotch chips. Oh yeah. I mean I mean yeah, I yeah. And I, 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 I saw the look on your face and I was like, you know what? I No, you said chips and I thought it was like potato chips with butterscotch <laughs> flavor. Exactly. <laughs> but, I would eat those. But, yeah. I love butterscotch that much. 
You know what? If they dip potato chips in butterscotch and or chocolate, I'd probably tear them up. I can't even front. That shit sounds well, delicious, well, right? They do, the, they do the chocolate thing every every year. They kind of do a limited run of the Lay's with, uh, covered in chocolate. But most of the time, most of the time it's dark chocolate. And I'm like, mm, no, nah, that doesn't work. It has to be like that sweet, like Hershey's regular milk chocolate. It depends on how salty the chip is. Like if the chip is really salty, I kind of do want dark chocolate. You know, it would probably go really well. It's Fritos with chocolate. I think the graininess is what is making me be like, Ugh. yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, like, I mean, sort of, but yeah, I can, I can see it. I just don't want to. Like, <laughs> like I'm really trying to think if I will eat it. It's like, <laughs> like um. I would, I would look at it kind of like the uh, the Oreos with the red hots in it. Like, oh. I would look at it and be like, that's kind of cool. No. No, no, son. Um, but we're at the store, and I say, look, butterscotch chips. And she said, we have those at home. And uh, she said, but let me get some of these. Uh, she saw Snickers uh, bites, which now you can put on the cookies. And she was like, I can make cookies with these. And I was like, uh, Triple has a nut allergy, and you know that. So you talking <laughs> hungry. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. So she's like, you're right, you're right. And she put that down. And then she was like, well, uh, what about these white chocolate chips? And I was like, I like white chocolate chips. There's nothing wrong with white chocolate. I was like, you can get white chocolate and put them on a cookie along with the milk chocolate. And you can call that shit Rachel Dolezal. No, I, I call them unity cookies. The, my, my, my most famous cookie are unity cookies because it has both kinds of chocolate and it has two kinds of nuts. Representing all of us, um, I say I say put all the whites on one side and all the chocolate on one side and call it Jim Crow's, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, at Bush Gardens, at Bush Gardens, what they do is they make these, uh, and I used to eat them all the time when I worked there. Um, they make these very large cookies and then they dip half of mm-hmm. it in chocolate. Yeah, tuxedo. Yeah, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. Aren't they called tuxedos? No, tuxedos is when you have the they they dip it in one kind of chocolate. Tuxedos is when you dip something in both. You dip the um you dip the the dark chocolate um in kind of angles with the you dip it in white chocolate first. Dip the dark chocolate in like angles, and then you kind so of it looks like a little tuxedo. Like a tuxedo. Oh, so you're saying uh, this is just one dip? Yeah. Okay. Like, I like the like the black and white uh, cookies, the ones that like they dip half of it in like dark chocolate. I'm a big fan of that, partially because it tastes like segregation and it's delicious. <laughs> the fuck the segregation tastes like Kobe Bryant. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, gentlemen, I am quite certain that we've all seen it by now, right? Yes. Right, twice. I've only seen it once. I'm going to see it again tonight, but I cried all the way through it. Bruh. I, uh, I bruh, teared up at the end. My soul was like, my soul was like, oh. like, for real. Like, I just, it just like, I'm going to tell you what got me. Like, when I, you know, at the beginning of the movie, it was just kind of like, okay, this is really stinking cool. But when they was on <laughs> their way, when they was on their way, to the damn, uh, when they was on their way to the, you know, the coronation, pre-coronation ceremony, and they were dancing on them boats. I was, I was like, I was like, yo, 
I don't, I don't understand what I'm feeling right now. Like, for real. I just, no, that was what they was doing at the ceremony, but I'm talking about yeah, when they, when, when, on the boats, like rocking out. When, 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 when Lupita was, was doing her yeah, thing on the boat. Yeah. I was like, yo, I, I don't know. I don't understand what I'm feeling right now. Like, <laughs> I, I was, I was kind of like, looking around because my, the, my, the theater I went to, I went, um, I went Friday morning. Uh huh. Because I figured I had I had a better chance, um, you know, just well, getting to see. Yeah, I, I had a better chance getting to see, and then you know, my girl had left and went 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 back home, um, so I was by myself, and then um, I so I figured I had a better chance of getting it because when I got there, like all of like seven o'clock and above, all sold out. So I was like, good, I'm going to the, I'm going to the, I'm going to the twelve thirty, and you know, I actually did the thing, and the lady bust out laughing, and she told you know the lady next to her, um, she was like, how can I help you? I was like, you know why I'm here. And she bust out laughing. She and then she then said to the lady next to her, do you know what he just said to me? Um. <laughs> but but um it was it was that moment where I just was like I don't I I I don't understand these feelings right now because personally like I've never had any like real connection to like Africa like like that I the the idea of Africa being like the motherland and all of that kind of stuff I've never felt that um like you know everything I know is here it was um, it, it was surreal man I I think the thing that that was crazy for me is I had that feeling during the huge fight uh, and again i'm not gonna like i'm trying not to spoil things but there's a giant war and both sides of the war uh that happened and then this really big battle scene both sides are black and there there's like uh very few there's one white person really involved in a lot of those scenes so th- it was it was interesting to me to see what looked like uh, a battle scene on the scope and sides almost of something that i would see like a game of thrones with all black people um, black people on one side and, and on opposing sides. And I think the thing that was the best part about the way the movie presented itself is that you really couldn't, you could take either side, truthfully. You could take uh, this side or you could take that because both had really relevant points. It was yeah, just the that, perspective they had on yeah. it. It's, you know, what, you know what it really was? Um, Killmonger is the best Marvel villain so far. Into the, like, just be ease into some of those. Be careful of spoilers. So that's what I'm saying. Like, ease no, into no, some no. of this. No, how they, how he, how, how you understand him on a level that you don't understand the the other Marvel villains as much. Um, right. How you, under, you understand his motivations. You you know why he there. Um, and to be fair though, like when you think of other Marvel villains, like Loki. The enduring ones, at least, like Loki, really doesn't have a reason to be a dick other than just my family. Uh, I'm not really a god. At god, I'm a frost giant who was taken from his family. Like he doesn't really have a reason for the ch- the choices he makes, and that's kind of an issue. But I feel like, like you're right. Like Killmonger, like no one can argue against his reasoning. Right, and 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 it took it took. You know, like you really have to think. While well, he just like senselessly murdered people, for you to not feel him because you understand him, even with the the senseless murder, is one of those things where you still kind of. And, and I think maybe some of this might be because I'm black, but I still kind of roll, roll with him. And here's why: like I feel like so the the biggest line for me, or at least the one that I think 
uh, stood the, the hit the hardest for me was when uh, he was on the throne and he was like, you know, around the world, millions of billions of people who look like us are suffering. Where was Wakanda? And like, I feel like that is one of the hardest messages that like, I feel like it, it was, it was smart. It was subversive because like, that's the question that you would ask if, if you're like taking this, this incredible world, then how come you guys didn't do anything for slavery? And but, I think it addressing but, that. But the problem, the problem with that is, um, Lupita had already said it. That's what that's what it was for me. Like Lupita had already said it, and I ain't. Lupita was actively fighting against it, but I think it was just Killmonger's. His, I guess he was just drastic, and she was moderate. Right. And I love how that, all of the all of the yeah. characters had very valid motivations to why they did what they did. Yeah, you know, like nobody, nobody had a nobody had a, a a backstory that we didn't feel like was fleshed out enough for us to understand that character. I'll disagree with you on one front. Uh, and, my, and me and my girlfriend talked about this, and I think she may have brought up a good point since she is actually, you know, Gambian. So she she understands a little bit more of African culture than I do, obviously. Um, but like the romances or the relationships in the in the um, in the movie, especially for one that's so well fleshed out and has so much like so like well fleshed out of a plot, get very little work here. Like then there's two romances that are ongoing, are concurrent, and they get like a they touch on it at the beginning, and then everything happens, and then they like one of them they touch on it at the end, but the other one is just left, and you don't know what's going on with that. And, and I wish they had fleshed out some of those a little bit more. Yeah, I would. I really wish the 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 betrayal storyline had been a little bit more fleshed out. It like if, if the romance were more fleshed out, the betrayal yes. would have had more weight. I think. Yes, very much so. Because like, I think like we're skirting said, well here. By the way, yeah, I think we're skirting yeah. very well. Like you said, <laughs> like you said, there was only one part at the very beginning where that was even mentioned, and then nothing else. It's an establishing shot, basically. So it's an establishing yeah. shot where, like, uh, one character says something to another. So now we know something about the two characters, but because there's no weight to it, we don't see it actually ever inform the decisions. We don't, and like, it it clearly doesn't like inform the decisions but, at any point. But but then again, like the relationship didn't have um, a, a lot of weight behind it, but each character's motivation certainly did. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is, uh, so for in the case of, and, and again, I'm going to dance around this because I don't want to spoil anything. So I will say for the secondary relationship, and I think you know what I'm talking about, I think fleshing that out a bit more, showing like how it started, showing how it runs, especially because they're so, they're, they're two characters who are very similar, but clearly have different viewpoints. Yes. I would have liked to have seen, like, and I, I honestly feel almost as if there was some cutting room floor stuff where like they had like chopped part of the movie and just like there's a whole scene where they like have a, an argument and you see it beginning to brew. Bruh, let me tell you, they said a couple months ago that the original cut of this movie is four hours. Mm -hmm. I want to see every second of that four hour cut. And that's what I'm saying. I, I think the relationships probably uh, would get fleshed out a lot more. I think uh, like the I would have liked to see more about like what his uncle was doing with Claw 
and how it was like going to actually help anyone. Was it all motivated or was it actually like, if Vibranium gets out, we can do this, we can do that. I would have liked to have seen that. Like how does, how does being a gangster in 1992 in Compton or in Oakland, excuse me, benefit black people? Was he just greed motivated? And and in that case, then is Killmonger, did I just just get kicked out? No, you're still, I still hear you. Your video cut out. Yeah, why did my video cut out? That's weird. Okay, well, I'm back. But, like, I feel like if that's something that happens with Killmonger, like, why? Like, because it seems like in the way it's running in the course, it's like he's just taking up his dad's work. But was he really doing that? Right. Here's a real question for you. Do you think we'll see Killmonger again? Yes. Despite the very obvious end of the movie? Because... Because of what he became, he is now connected to the rest of them on that on that plane sure. of existence. Um, yeah, they make though, a big well, not just that, but also I think uh, that yeah, I gotta quit because if otherwise we're gonna we're gonna spoil. So let's stop. Right. Yeah, I think I think I think he is. I think he, I think he can be connected to the story on that plane. Yeah, most definitely. I think, uh, but there's so much I would I would have wanted to see fleshed out. There's a whole the, the background of him. Like, there's so much that they kind of touch on, just enough to make you say like, okay, and then you just kind of keep going. Like, how did yeah, cause, uh, cause Ross, the CIA Ross agent, just, no. Yeah, because yeah, Ross just does a bam, 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 right. bam, bam. Oh, like, yeah, so, I know what that is. How? Yeah. How do you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> he didn't actually look anything up. Like, he knew exactly who that was. Out of every member of the military, he knew that guy. And, he, and he's just lucky enough to understand his amount of training, to understand who he is, to be like, I can break down his tactics. And we don't really know who he is. Like, they never really cover who he is in the CIA. He's just, he's the Phil Coulson, basically, yes. of the CIA, where he just shows up. He's like, yeah, I just deal with all this crazy stuff that y'all are doing. I, I never read the comics, but apparently in the comics, he is a liaison to Black Panther. So oh, that's, that's dope. So, like, th- that character is. Um, Rashani said that his connection is messed up. Um, yeah. So, so no. Are we, we restarting? No, I'm not. Okay. I mean, so I don't, we'll, I don't we'll know. I don't know if his. I don't know if his connection is going to be restored at some point. So, th- I don't. Oh, wanna, we'll I don't want to stop. Yeah, no, I don't want to stop. It's still live, and I don't think either one of us can actually stop this. Yeah. So, I guess <laughs> at this point, we should we should say uh, to people who are watching, if they are alive, do we have anyone in the chat? For people who are here, uh, what's up, first of all? How are y'all? I think it's just you and me, actually. Yeah. Uh, so for people who are listening, um, we are having some technical difficulties, and it's just me and Scar rolling for the Dream Team. Prepare for this shit to get real weird. Absolutely. Real weird. And we're going to try very hard not to uh, drop into a whole bunch of videos and such. No, um, we're not going to do that. I- I'm not going to let that happen. I will say this. I think we need to stop talking about Black Panther for the, yes. the main reason that we're going to spoil a, a lot of stuff. And I feel like we, we may have accidentally and, stumbled onto giving people a little bit more information than they wanted. And, right? and also the fact that Rashani's not here to add his input. Yeah. I, 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 last thing I will say, because I, I want to get the, add a, I guess, an African aspect to this. Um, so the thing that my girlfriend said that she noticed was that the uh, accents of each of the characters was kind of all over the place. Uh, and we had a back and forth about that. 
I say that that was on purpose because Wakanda is a fictional, so it's an African fantasy, basically, like an African fantasy world. And like in fantasy now, it's not accurate. They take pieces of languages from like all the places around. So I feel like that was sort of what was happening, though she was she point, made a lot of solid points. And most of the most of the fantasy that we know of has like this uh, altered for altered for theater version of British. Yeah, um, that's that seems to be. Uh, I saw a thing um, on Facebook where they talked about that accent and how that accent was used to convey. Um, class in in early cinema um and like it you know that accent is 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 a feature in stuff like fantasy and stuff like that because it's supposed to make you feel like there is some sort of majesty to what they're saying just based off of the accent that they're using um so it's it's, i mean it's uh is understandable and I like the fact that they got that they got that clear from like months ago where when the trailer started coming out and they were they were talking about his accent and how he was not using uh that that standard uh British accent for something and, like, and for he who who were talking about um they were talk they were talking to Chadwick Boseman about it. Okay, there you go. Continue. And, and he and he uh he said well, you know, you see this in all of these other movies because, you know, of English colonization. Well, Wakanda was never colonized. So why would I talk like that? Yeah. And I think, too, like, uh, he's doing his best Mandela, by the way, which is... Yes. <laughs> his <laughs> best Mandela. Like, yes. the, the there's, there's one point where he's, like, yelling at someone and he trolls, trolls at R, like, this is wrong! And I was just like... <laughs> Wrong! You were just hit that R so hard. (laughs) I mean, just doing a hard Mandela. I mean, it it fits, especially since he's supposed to be like this modern leader. So it really does fit. (laughs) But that's Mandela. Best. Absolutely, Um, because because the the accent is supposed to be mostly based off of South Africa. (laughs) Like it's yeah, supposed to be. I mean, you, like, you just say it that like you know someone who is African and like the it, it was a little bit all over the place, but it, it was supposed to be based off of South Africa. Well, I think that and like there's a lot of different cultures that are all within the borders of of Wakanda. Just like there's, I, I like the ex- explanation of the five different tribes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the explanation of, and that kind of leaves some leeway. I think shout out, for, to, shout out to the Q dogs. Yeah, they were, def- they were definitely Q dogs. Yeah, like for real, like if, like for real, if, if by chance when they first showed up, if Atomic Dog was playing, I would not have been mad. You mean like uh, in the actual <laughs> battle, or was just when they first like walked in? Like we have when they first walked about. in, if, okay. you, if you would heard boom, 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 and I wouldn't have been mad at all. Yo, one other thing I will ask you about: How did you feel about the music in the movie? I loved it. Um, I love the fact that they they were willing to um, get, you know use some 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 orchestral score, but add an element of hip hop to it. They used like, the yeah, Kendrick the, the music. process hip hop drums with orchestral, yeah, orchestral because, music because yeah. it was such a it was such a big thing that 
um, when Iron Man came out, Iron Man used rock music instead of the the the, the broad sweeping orchestral work. Um, it was a huge deal at the time that that Iron Man used rock music instead of uh, using the orchestral stuff. So the I, I'm just I just like saying orchestral, but um, but so so in and to be honest, it all fit. It all fit. I, like I think, uh, it, it gave it. So the thing that I will say that I have, I will applaud Marvel on is that they do a really good job of kind of letting each director do his own style and theme. So like you know, you can see each director's theme and style kind of being imprinted. Like John Favreau feels like that kind of like old oh, school rock, yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah. that dude. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that this is just like this is a young black dude who's directing. And you can kind of see like this is how a young black dude would like this is the music I want. I want Kendrick in the background. I want future. I want Travis Scott. Like I want these dudes in my soundtrack. And I feel like that kind of bleeds over it. But because um a lot of the themes, like he, he does a really beautiful job of like the themes for the Black Panther and the African nations and for Wakanda are all very much African. Mm-hmm. And like it's some of it may be like an Afro folk or Afro electronica blend. But I like how for a lot of the themes involving Killmonger, because he is very much American in this movie, they play some very American themes, kind of blend it with uh, like the drums for Wakanda. It's, it's a really nice touch, honestly. It's like they thought of, <laughs> there was a lot of thought that went into this movie. I'll say that. I feel like there was a lot of thought and like a really clear vision went to a lot of different people who were able all to fill that clear vision. Bruh, I watched a YouTube video where Ryan Coogler, ex- is it Coogler? Yeah. Um, He explains the um, he explains the the casino scene and like, you know, that's in the previews and stuff like that. We're not spoiling Uh anything. But he explains how that is shot, why it is that way, the differences between the characters and like how he said he had a 3D model of that set on his desk and kind of placed like action figures around so he could figure it out. Like the one, the one part where um, it goes from the floor from, from Lupita um, to um, uh, Diana. I ain't trying to. Um, <laughs> Just call her Sean. Cause that's, I, I've, I've been doing that too. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Yeah. So it, the, how that, that it's all it's all one shot, but how they did it, they put the camera on a rig and followed her when she shot up. And the camera goes up on the rig. When it gets to the top, a cameraman grabs the camera and it's handheld. And you know what? I think the thing that 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 pl- plays into is that this entire movie is really gorgeously shot. Absolutely. Like there's. There's some like there's some like that that waterfall scene is is stunning and the lead up to it is gorgeous and like the battle scene uh, this even the scene where they're having like the 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 antagonist versus the protagonist which shows up in every movie of this type that final push scene all of it is just like this just gorgeously shot um, I my personal favorite was the laboratory of the little young sister who had like the African graffiti on the medical machines and I kind of like. I love that because it was it was like showing this is what medicine would be like if it originated or this is what uh, technology looks like when it originates from an African source and not a European source. 
And I love that distinction. I was a big fan of that. And I kind of loved how it felt more like it's just based upon our religion and our culture, not yours. And so that you can see it being applied there. It, it was, right. it's dope. It's real dope. Okay. So if you, if you had anything negative to say about it, I know that we, uh, we all agreed that, you well, know, I already said my negative agree. thing. My, my negative things already been said. I just wanted more. My my only negative is that the 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 big battle looked too fake. Like you could tell, it's clearly CG. Like it's it's like when well, the rhinos show up. Ah, oh, God, I gotta quit saying that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about in, I'm talking about the you know the, the actual yeah, yeah. The actual battle between Killmonger the suit versus and, suit basically. Yeah, the suit versus suit. Uh, that looks totally fake. I bought it. I bought it. But I was like, hmm. Um, so I'll say I, I think they they did they made a lot of smart decisions with it. It was a smart decision, I think, to uh, put it in a really dark area. I think they were also kind of smart. Um, and like they set up the, the premise of how this is all going to end. They set that up very early. The very casual reference, which I kind of loved. I think the the biggest the biggest thing is 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 like you're saying is how they chose to render that effect. So I don't again don't think I'm spoiling anything here. I feel like I'm really not. But how they chose to render that specific effect, I think, does kind of is where it starts to kind of like you can see the like the fabric kind of leaking through, or where you can see like okay, this is where I kind of wish you guys to put a little bit more spackle or whatever you want to call it, like a little bit more polish here, like right and there, because it, it does. But I also love how you know it's it's established it, it's it's established in multiple instances that it is them underneath those costumes because right. they, you know they show their faces a few times like like no I'm actually in here dog like also a brilliant innovation like a, a little tiny plot point that allowed them to do that and again I don't want to spoil anything but I went back and, and actually I, I'm going to shift away from talking about Black Panther now I think we have to. Because I, I'm so close to spoiling stuff, I, I'm struggling. So I will say this: I went back and watched uh, Civil War with context. Now, I don't know if you've done that yet. I have not. But with the context of what I now know okay. about Black Panther, that I've movie only, makes a lot seen, more sense. I've only seen Civil War once. So it's on Netflix right now. Just want to let yeah. you know. I don't know if you hated it. No, I no no no. You know what? I'm, okay, here's my thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and I know it's not the uh, it's not a popular the, opinion. It's not the opinion of the masses. I'm not gonna say it's an unpopular <laughs> opinion. I did not like Winter Soldier. Like I just didn't. Like I don't know whether I need to watch it again, but I don't think my opinion is gonna change. I did not like. Yeah, I, okay. I didn't like. Give me a top three. Give me a quick top three about why you didn't like it. Was it the feel? Was it the look? Top three. Come on. No, I just I I didn't uh, didn't like the storyline. Yeah, I just the 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 espionage of it kind of detracted from the superhero ness of it for me. I, and I remember us having this conversation because for me that was the thing I liked. I liked the espionage of it. Like the thing that I loved about this was it was like, so Captain America one, the origin story did show Captain America as a spy. I think, uh, not a spy, excuse me, as a soldier. I, as a soldier. I, I, hate, I hated Captain America uh, because he was Captain America. 
he wasn't a captain. He wasn't Captain America until like the very end of the movie. Like he spent seventy five percent of this thing as like Private America. Yeah, and, and then like and then like figure head first America. Even though his even though his costume looks very much like the Puerto Rican flag, but um, but it's the, the they, they spent way too much time. But, I mean, they they but, needed to they needed to establish that is, him. That is Captain America, the soldier. Though I think we can establish that, though, right? Like that movie. If you're looking for him as a soldier, that is him very much as a soldier, right? Yes. I feel like that's yes. and, and, and I think. The, the the difference and I think the purposeful difference uh for him was that he was a spy when he when two opens. So there's a lot it's heavy on espionage. He even fights like a spy, I think. And I, I remember talking about I like the fact that he fights now like a spy does. He does a lot more acrobatics, way more like Natalia now, our black widow than than Rogers. Uh, the soldier before he was all punch him in the face. And and I think that was necessary because uh the Winter Soldier storyline is a really gray area for Captain America. Like Captain America, the soldier obeys orders, doesn't go against what people tell him. And Winter Soldier was the beginning. And I actually, I, I take that back. Winter Soldier was the culmination of him realizing that the world was not so black and white anymore. So when right. he's in the forties world is black and white. And I think that showing him kind of as a spy and doing more espionage and having these gray areas he has to deal with sets him up for this future reckoning of, of civil war. So like, if, if that's something that you didn't embrace, I could see you hating civil war for that reason. Yeah. Or at least I not mean, enjoying no, it as no, much. No, I, I enjoyed civil war, but the, I, the, the problem that I had with civil war was the main crux of that movie depended on an incredible set of circumstances falling into place. Tell me more. For, for, for Zemo to do what he did like he had to and like it it had to be like this the 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 for for him to cause the falling out like right. he had to how do you how do you know that they are going to be followed and like you you knew that you would have them all in that one place at the same time so you could show them this 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 video and on top of all of that like I mean, like, I mean, just in general, like knowing that you had all of them in the room at the same time to show them that video. And like, I just find that really hard to believe. Like you knew that they were going to be followed to where they were going and all of this stuff. Like the only thing that he didn't account for was Black Panther, of course. Well, okay. I'll say same. I'll say for the same time thing. That does make sense. How did he know they'd all be like, well, we're all here at seven o'clock. Like, look at the time. That was way convenient. I was like, "Oh, we all got here at seven thirty, right on time, ready to do this thing." So, so I'll give you that. I feel like he, he trusted them to show up at the same time. I, I will say that Civil War's storyline uh, really does just feel like a, a reason to start a fight, right? So like there's the, like, and, and they they have to walk this weird line where Captain America can't really be wrong. So they have to make him make really bad decisions based on him just being loyal to his friend and his decisions get increasingly poor while he argues that he's the best person to make those decisions. So like, I feel like it's, it's one of those things where like they purposely back him into a corner where like, you really do think he might kill Tony right at the end when they do that, that, that you think, Oh snap, he might kill him. And, and I think that's, that's on purpose, but 
that's really not like it's it's an interesting storyline, but like there's a line that we all know Captain America's not gonna cross. Right? And in the in the I mean, they had they had to do it because of what happened in the comic books was a completely different situation. Um yeah. and like someone dies in the comic books, correct? No, actually, uh, the the it starts because a low level superhero um, reality TV show goes horribly wrong. Yeah, um, and then so that's what I'm saying. And then like it, in, it in results a, in it it it, 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 it no it a, a school blows up. Yeah, like it results in like these really tragic deaths that become like the figurehead of this. We have to get a hold of of our superheroes, and, and the, I think the climate also is way different than the one that the movie portrays. Though I think the movie tries to try to paint this picture of them working outside of the realm because they, they kill a Wakandan, I think, and it's them working outside the realm of, of the law. Yeah. So it's and I I'm, well, and I understand going away from the source material because how it ended was stupid. You mean the uh, the comic book? The comic book. The, it ended I, with I, didn't it end with uh they World just War stop. No, 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 no. They agreed to stop, and then Hulk shows back up. But um, I thought Hulk, I thought Hulk showed up, and they were like, <laughs> "No, no, no, no." I they were just like, "Is it's, it's they, they go through this whole process, and and like he has he has Vision phase through Tony's suit to disable it, and all of this other stuff, and then like oh, while they're fighting sides, yes." Um, and then while they're while they're while it is like while they're fighting, like they kind of take a look around and they see all of their friends battered and bruised, and it's like, what 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 are we doing? Um, yeah. And and then they 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 just decide to stop. So like, ugh. that's kind of what happened with this one. As much they just fought to a standstill and then limped off, and he hit Bucky and Wakanda. No, actually. Actually, Iron Man got messed up, and it was like, "No, we're not gonna kill you. Like, that's not that's not our way. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. You stay right here and, and wait till we leave. Yeah, call your, I man, feel like, call your mans and them to come pick you up. But we we out. I don't know if I can call like I don't know if I can call it a victory victory because like I mean, Bucky was get his up. arm ripped off. Cat was barely standing, bro. Like he still he still won though. I guess that's that's just like winning by one at the buzzer or whatever. That's that's not really a victory though. Like I feel like they both got their asses handed to him. Though I found like I do like those kind of like all out we have a reason to fight fights. And I think I really enjoyed a lot of those because it was cool to see the different ways everybody kind of used their powers like nonstop. Uh also I, I rewatching I didn't realize how much Hawkeye like was vamping to the camera, like, "Hey, oh, hey, we're still friends, right?" <laughs> I'm Hawkeye. I didn't realize how much Jeff, like Jeremy Renner, was just like vamping to the camera the entire time. He's like, "Oh, hey, uh, I'm Hawkeye. Huh? Huh? Shoot some arrows. Look at me." He was having way too much fun, I think. Especially because we thought he was going to die. Like the fact that he didn't die was like, "Oh man, yeah, he should have. We thought he should have." Like I think I say, Spider Man should have died. There was a couple times where I was like, "Yeah, Spider Man's dead, right?" Like he just broke his spine, right? <laughs> like there was a few hits that Spider Man took that I really thought he was dead. Yeah. But that's Spider Man, though. That's what he does. Yeah. Um. And then and, and I'm also I'm also uh, watching the Flash over again with my girl, and we just came to the 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 episode where he had his spine broken. 
and that that was fun. Like as you're rewatching, are you noticing like just how the tone of the show has just drastically gotten darker and darker and sadder and sadder? Yes, because I'm on season two, so now so now we have Zoom, and Zoom is like like let's be honest. Until until the villain of season three, until Savitar, Zoom was that motherfucker. Like for real, for real. Like Zoom was Zoom was. Oh, it was Zoom the one that had the uh, which one was the, Zoom? The all black suit with the like, yeah, the black mask. Okay, and that was one that I guess I won't spoil for people who haven't seen it. But okay, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, I haven't rewatched it because like it's really hard for me to watch the first seasons. Because I like that so much that it makes watching the running show more difficult. Bruh, let me tell you, like, this is how Zoom shows up. Like, I just watched the episode, like, a, a day or so ago. So, like, Zoom shows up, Hansberry his ass, breaks his back, and then drags him, like, Through at the city. super speed, drags him to the police station, but, but before dragging him to the news outlet, it was like, this your man's in him? Like, this your man's? Like, he's, he's supposed to do something? Like, and then drags him to the police station and be like, this your man's. Like, d- d- your man's is right here. He can't help you. I'm that nigga. He can't like, even help himself. <laughs> like, he, yeah, he broke his yeah, back. Yeah, I'm, I, he, he just he just showed up and just like, I'm that nigga. Y'all can't do nothing. I'm going to show, I'm, you know, I'm going to show up to these places and then I'm going to drop your man's off. I just love the fact that, like, honestly, I remember watching that and just being like, how does Barry not immediately, like, get his identities, like, shown to everybody? I thought he was going to rip off his mask at the news place. Like, I was really thinking he was going to just be like, I really thought that was what was going to happen. So, Fallen, like, I really thought he was going to, like, rip the mask off and be like, guess what? This is Barry Allen. (laughs) I just broke his spine. He's the Flash. Right. And, and like for real, like at what point do we uh, realize with all of these shows, especially with um, with with like the whole Arrowverse? Do we do we? What, at what point do we realize that secrets always get us messed up? Like every time someone wants to keep a secret, every or like doing this wants- doesn't protect your identity, right? And then like you felt the city. Right, and then, like, and, then, bro, and then I'm like, yo, every time Barry talks to somebody, and he uses his normal voice, because, you know, at one point when, when he talked to Iris, he did the, the vibrating thing, but you can still hear Barry in that. That's somebody you grew up with, and you don't hear his voice in there like we do. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be, you know, like one of those things, but, like, you don't hear his voice in there nowhere, like none. I mean, that's, that's not saying that's not saying the like this the the Superman Supergirl thing because that's nonsense. At one point, like I remember, everybody was the thing was everybody was just telling everyone their their secret identities. So it's like, oh hey, I kind of like you. We're dating, so I should tell you, I'm the Flash. Like it was that where he was just telling people like, oh, I'm the Flash. He told Patty, he told Joe, he told Iris, he told uh, I'm, I'm, Julian. I'm on, patty, I'm on the Patty stuff right now. He ain't told her yet. He hadn't told her yet, but like he, he finally tells her she leaves. And I feel like that's like I didn't understand why like, he just kept telling people like I'm the Flash. I'm the Flash. That's who I am. And, and it it bled over into the uh Supergirl because when she starts out, she's just like, I'm Supergirl. That's who I am. Yeah. Like I like how secret identities don't mean anything anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, and and I mean like the the, the Supergirl Superman thing is just so stupid. Like Supergirl literally all she does is wear glasses and her hair up when she's Kara. Like okay, and, so and all she does is pull her hair down and take her glasses off and she's Supergirl. Like it's okay, Superman so, uh, Superman all he does is take his glasses off and all of a sudden he got a slick back. And like how do you the slick back with the curl? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I can't get the curl going, like you get a slick back with a curl, and all of a sudden he's Superman. But like you don't know that he doesn't speak any differently. Like he is not anything. There is no difference. So like, you, you know the the comic book version of this and how this works, right? You've heard the explanation before, right? Yes. So like I mean, you should at least say just for for the explanation. I could see how that would be a thing because there's a bunch of dudes like okay, so like like have you ever like you've met celebrities in person? I assume. A couple. Right. So when you first saw him, did you kind of think, is, am I seeing Ludacris at, at Popeye's right now? This is Ludacris at this Popeye's in Everett right now, right? Like, you kind of take that. The very first okay. celebrity that I met um, was free from 106 and Park. Okay. This is back when it was still Ooh, like on my Bruh, I had my hand inches away from that ass at the time. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I'm ashamed I mean, of myself for immediately going to like, and how was that ass? Like I immediately right, went right. I mean, I was there. Um, I was there. Like, you know, of course I was, I was, you know, at the time I was married my wife was there. Um, but like, I got to take a picture with her and I kind of put my hand around her waist a little bit. First of all, she is short. She is so short in real life. That's, that's my fetish. Secondly, she had on a pound of makeup. Like you can, like for real, when I was close enough to her, I realized that she has freckles. Like, did anyone know that she had freckles? She has freckles. Like, for real, she has freckles. And I noticed that because I was close enough to see through the makeup a little bit and realize that she's freckled. Um, but, but like, but like my, my thought was like, wait a minute, is that, is that more than that? Because I was on a boat, I was on a like a like a mini little boat cruise. She was there. Wait, were you on a boat? You're on a boat, bro. Um, but I was, I, was <laughs> at a, I was at a party. I was at a party on a boat, and I guess her family was doing a uh, family. You get it? You go to parties on boats on a different deck. Her her fam her family was doing a the family reunion thing on a different deck, and she came down to um the the bar was on our deck, mm -hmm. so. So she came down to get to get some drinks or whatever like that. But real talk, when you saw her, did you actually think like, hold on a minute, is that free? Like, did you doubt for that first couple of minutes? Like, hold up, is that free? That's not free. Absolutely. I was free? like, why was why would she be here? Why would she be on the spirit of Norfolk? Like, and, why and would that's how I think. <laughs> that's how, honestly how I think the whole Superman thing with Clark Kent plays out. You're like, is that Superman? Nah, you just look like him, right? And if he's like, nope, not me. You just look like him. Like and, and unlike Kara's, um, Clark actually plays up like an insane amount of clumsiness. And, like, yeah. You know, he actually he plays. He, he broke he his played, leg last year walking down the stairs. Yeah. He, yeah. He plays the doofus very well. Um, so I guess that's, you know, but like, <laughs> bro, if I see you at work every day, Right. Every single day. There is no way I'm not going to figure this thing out. I said this for the CW show. Kara has taken her glasses off in front of people, and they've just looked their dead in the face and be like, see, not Supergirl. And it's been, no, yes, no, that's her. I could tell with her glasses 
when she took him off, that's your excuse gone, right? You should be able to tell. That's that's her. That's Supergirl. You're looking at Supergirl. My thing is, my thing is why why isn't like Lana Luther can't see through this? Like I was having like intimate conversations with her, like, so you know, I've spent a lot of time researching and hating on Supergirl, who you look nothing like. Like what <laughs> how do you not but, know, Lana? But, but well actually they don't hate each other in, in, in this. But here's my here's my biggest problem. All right, so like you are a Luther. I'm pretty sure you have tons of security features around your building. At one point, she is the Kara is there talking to Lana. Kara leaves and Supergirl immediately shows up. No camera in this building caught Kara leaving that fast. Like, <laughs> like all of a sudden spin, she's like gone. a spin. And then she's Supergirl. I'm always surprised that no one's ever caught like Superman or Kara like changing. Like, I know they're fast, right. or even, or even it, no. come on. The, the classic, the classic Superman is a phone booth with windows. Like, well, like, like Batman. Batman doesn't have super speed. How has Batman avoided being caught changing into that very, like, out in public? Because he has to change in public. I don't. I don't. I love how the Nolan uh, movies completely avoid it. By the way, he just does his Batman thing in normal clothes. Like in the comic books, he changes in public pretty regularly. He has it under his suit. How, how do we not? How do we do this? Like, <laughs> I will say that I do love that that gets addressed uh, somewhat in, in Black Panther. I know I'm gonna talk about it a lot, but it does get addressed. I appreciate that. I feel like that's kind of it has to be. If you don't have superpowers or super speed, like you have to have, like. Why is my light being weird? You have to have that's outside light. That's really weird. It's like Christmas lights outside, except sunlight. But not like you ha- almost have to have super speed to be able to like switch into the costume. Right. The witch. If you were a superhero, cape or no cape, don't it go to the Incredibles. No, it all depends on if I can fly. If I can fly a cape. If I don't fly, no cape. Like, would you want to be able to fly as a superhero? Is that, like, a big thing for you? I'm, I'm afraid of heights, so I ain't trying to fly. Um, I feel like, though, you what if you, like, what if your your mode of transportation was a motorcycle cape? No. Like a little... Is my, my cape or no cape completely depends on whether I can fly or not. If I can't fly, I don't need a cape. Period. Wait, seriously? Period. Like, you don't like, want, like, a little regalness? Like, no. ah... Because it 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 doesn't matter. Like it's it's kind of in the it's kind of in the way. No, but okay. So like it can have uses. Like Batman's cape turns into a hang glider. There's the cape above the. You can do the Darkwing Duck ah scary thing. Bulletproof cape. You could have some action doing that. So your back is always protected. Pull it in front of you. Use it for a shield. Look, if I'm not bulletproof myself, or if I don't have on bulletproof clothing, I ain't gonna be no superhero. I feel like being bulletproof. Like, have you noticed how many superheroes who were not previously bulletproof are now just bulletproof because it's just easier? Like now, yes. even Batman can take like a shotgun round to the chest and just be like, "Oh, it didn't feel good." Yeah, oh. I was like, why does well, you know? Like, you got all this out. Why would nobody just shoot you here? Just walk up to him, just be like, "Hey, Batman." <laughs> I feel like that's something Killmonger would do. <laughs> and, and, and another thing, like the, the like the Power Rangers and stuff like that. Once you figure out who the Power Rangers are, why do you give them time to change? Like, 
for real. Like, kill them, kill them as the teenagers. Like, it's more of a time and you do all of this stuff and they, you they call shake out shit. You know, we call out shit. Just, you know, just be like, nah, we good. Stab. <laughs> I'll say this. I believe, <laughs> I personally believe it's an attempt to like, make it possible for you to say like I beat them at their best like I'm the greatest not they couldn't stop me at their best no they already stopped me a few times I mean we know that Power Rangers people you know they they fight the same people they just send different uh, things to, to, to fight no, me you're right. like, so, like, they done beat me yeah they done beat me so many times like they let's go my and, and I was like okay well what about this guy and they stopped that and I was like well what if I make him bigger and then they stopped that and I was like well what if I show up and then they stopped that yeah I guess maybe yeah I guess you're right yeah why don't they just stab him like they've been stopping me like <laughs> in 30 minutes or less they've stopped me for the last at least three years yeah shank them while they're doing the the morphing right. thing at some point, I'm I have to know that. At, at some point, I have to know that y'all all going to this high school. I just blow up the school with all y'all in there. I'm evil. In this instance, I'm evil. Let's just let's just. I would say so. You, are you gonna blow up a school? If I'm if I'm like the evil supervillain of these type of situations, like how about I just how about I just take out everybody? If I don't know exactly who you are, but I know that we've had battles outside of this high school, knowing that y'all are probably in okay. this high school somewhere. Okay, so this brings up an interesting point, though, and I want to ask this because now the question is: if you take out like an entire school, right? Don't mm-hmm. you then become like an active target of the United States government? Who up until this point has not cared about you? Because remember, your your whole war outside, has been secret. Outside, outside of the Power Rangers, what can y'all do to stop me? Like I I'm would in, imagine, I'm in an evil moon base. I'm not even in your country. Right, but but all of your all of your whatever you're trying to do is happening on the ground. I feel like nuclear missiles getting like dropped on everything you send to the ground is pretty much detrimental like even like even Rita's not like oh I can take like 700 to 800 nukes I can just keep making these little claymation characters let y'all just keep nuking the hell and back so I feel like you you open up a bigger problem Oklahoma City like I can Oklahoma City this thing like (laughs) let me just blow up the entire thing No, no, send James Hart to Houston. No, like the type of the type of bomb that they use in the Oklahoma City bombing, like, where they use wow. like manure, where they use manure in the. Uh, never mind. I, I sound more evil the further this goes, so I'm gonna stop here. Like, I, this, I don't is, need, so, this is where you stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So like, wait, wait, wait. Well, I realize, not evil enough. I realize, I realize, and it's this is also really bad timing for this type of conversation. Jay. Extremely it's bad. Yeah, we should probably it's stop. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, congratulations. I'm speaking really in the Power Rangers sphere. Like, I just don't understand how, like, so if you're, you're just going to wage a war of terror against the government with, like, little tiny monsters that you're turning into giant monsters. Also, how come she never just took, like, 30 monsters, dropped 30, Instead of sending the putties. Yeah, like. Oh, I lost them. Wait, we're still live. Oh, wait a second. Good evening, Dream Team listeners. I am Scarfinger. This is the Scarfinger Corner.
I would, you know what the, 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 the hardest part about right now is wanting to talk more Black Panther and can't, uh, which is like extremely difficult at this moment. Um, I, you know, I didn't really say like my overall impression of the movie, which is extremely positive. Like I, I can't describe the feeling like I know I've said that previously can't describe the feeling of like witnessing Black Panther, um, which was a little bit difficult uh, to, to, to try to suss out because I was alone. I didn't, I didn't share this with anybody like how Jay did. And um, well, there you go. Jay's back. But I was just talking about like, you know, the fact that I went to see Black Panther alone. And I said, I was saying that I wanted to see more. I wanted to talk more Black Panther, but we got to be careful of spoilers. Okay, how long do we give this? Um, I think to be fair, like we we're gonna have to like wait a month. I don't hear you anymore. What? No. Hold on a minute. I don't hear you at all, and your video is like super palsy. Okay. Um, but yeah, the fact that I went alone, I'm going back, and I'm I'm uh, uh I I do plan on going back and taking my girlfriend with me. Um which um presents a not not a challenge but it it's it's different because my girlfriend is white so her connection to it is not going to be nearly the same as mine but i i am excited to take her to see it because it, even outside of all of the the stuff about africa and stuff like that it's just a really good movie um and I think everyone should go see this like all of the people that are that are mad because they think it's about the black panthers I think everyone should go see this. It is a Marvel movie, um, the same, but there is a, and it's been described as a, a very Shakespearean um, additive to it. Like it is, it, I mean, it has, it has some very kind of, um, you know, like how the Lion King is, is, is kind of Hamlet. Uh, it has a little, it has a little bit of that Lion King in it. Uh, I plan on going back and I plan on taking my girlfriend with me. Um, and you know, she's white, so she's not going to have the same connection to it as I do. Right. And, but I think, but I still think that everyone, I, there, there is no one that I would not recommend this movie to. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think, um, I think it's, it's, it delivers a message really well. I think it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's extremely enjoyable like we talked about is, is beautifully shot. I think it's, it's a, a really fun story to watch. Uh, it's tense. It's like perfectly balanced. One thing that like, I'm a big fan of is uh, during like huge battle scenes where we're jumping from place to place, like make those cuts add to the tension as opposed to just adding to the chaos. So like <clears throat> the thing that they do really well is as each scene is cutting, you're seeing like uh, the titular character and the heroes all kind of like being put into danger and the conflict threatening to consume them. And I think that, that makes a really, really, uh, it makes for a much more tense scene. It, it makes for a much more good, enjoy, you know, more enjoyable experience because it's just a better way to tell a story. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree. It's, I mean, like I was saying, like, you know, it's, it's Hamlet in the same way that the Lion King is. Correct. There's, there's a, a lot, of, when people describe it, they describe it as very Shakespearean. I think also I really did love the theme of like respect for your ancestors, but also like 
being willing to tell them that they did wrong things, acknowledging that, that like, you know, as, as that your, your ancestors past, you can't speak for them, but you can speak for how, uh, you are going to address issues going forward. I thought that was a really, a really nice thing that, that more people need to hear that like, yeah, you can't make up for what happened in the past, but you can at least pretend like it happened, acknowledge that, that, that it was wrong and try to make amends. Right. It's the, it's the anti sins of the father. Right. But I, I thought it was, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You got it. No, I just thought it was just really well made. Like, uh, the other thing I'll say is, is I think it's, I would recommend it just to anyone based solely on just story and plot alone. So like, even without the whole like message and, and how dope it is on that front, I feel like I would just recommend it on just story and plot alone. Like, it's just, it's a really good movie. It is a, it, it, in, even though it breaks from the tradition a little bit, it's a really good Marvel movie. Oh, most definitely. I, I think it, it follows a really, uh, a really tried and true like track. Whereas here's here is our titular character, and here's our conflict, and here's the antagonist, and here's the antagonist as he ramps up on his plan, and now here's the mano a mano, and now here we are. I feel like it, it kind of it tracks. Yeah, and it's it it's done remarkably well. Now, now does does is this currently your favorite Marvel movie? Um, I, I I have a real hard time. I have a real hard time right now. Until I see it again, I have a real hard time putting this above the first Avengers movie. Like the first Avengers movie was everything to me. Um, it's 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 right there. It might surpass it on the second watch, because so, uh, the, because the problem with the second watch of the Avengers is it kind of went down. Well, I watched the Avengers like twenty five times, so it doesn't. And I'm not a, I'm not exaggerating. Watches. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating when I say I literally watched Avengers twenty five times. I had it like on DVD right about the time that I went to Korea. So for a solid amount of my time in Korea, like all I had were my DVDs, and the Avengers DVD just got a heavy rotation. So I watched it a lot. Um, and I, I, to the point where like, I really used to skip to just the final, uh, New York battle scene and just watch that repeatedly, like on repeat. So you're I like, do the you're same like thing for Matrix people, too. You, you're like one of those people with the, uh, with the, uh, the watch, they only watch the end of Karate Kid. Like, <laughs> well, like I do that for, so after a certain amount of watchings for a movie, like I no longer want to watch the story. There's just like things technically that I, I really enjoy that it does that I want to see it do again. So, like, I don't care about the build-up. Like, Matrix 2 is the best example, I think, of this. Anytime I watch that, I think I skip about 25 minutes in, um, right at the point where uh, the twins show up. And, like, the music changes. It goes, uh, or no, I guess it's right at the point when uh, the Mirror of Vengeance shows up with his, his goons. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, boom, this is what I want. And I usually just watch that. Uh, I, I there's a whole little theme song. It's like Donna, 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 Donna. Like that whole little theme song. I watch that part of the movie until the theme song goes away, and it burns all the way through the uh, highway scene until the end of the highway chase. So like, I enjoy that, and, and it's it's you mean in, parts you mean of in the movie. last time. The last time we saw, <laughs> the last time we saw Morpheus be awesome. Yeah, like the last time we saw Morpheus, like uh, not having moral quandaries. But and, it, it was and, just and actually seemingly uh, decently fit. 
I think too the thing that I like the I, I will say about that that movie is it's the last time when Morpheus this entire world hadn't been where he still believed in the prophecy he still believed in what he was doing like shortly thereafter his entire world gets rocked absolutely and, and then and like I do also kind of I both love hate this so I'm being a little sarcastic but I really love how like after his world entire world gets rocked he gets shown to be a complete fraud they just leave him immediately and they're like all right so forget you crazy black guy what's what's neo doing since he's blind and, and headed towards the the source and i i always thought that was a really they were just left everybody like all right so uh that shit's over let's just go to the source with neo Absolutely. But anyway yeah so uh but i tend to do that and, and i noticed when i went for my second rewatch for black panther i could feel that urge to like this story is cool and all, but let's get to that first fight scene. Like, and I, that's how I feel about a lot of movies. Um, so, like, I feel like I can see me doing that with with Black Panther a lot. Having said that, it's really difficult for me to pick a favorite movie because I I really can't watch like this type of movie straight through over and over again. It degrades. Like superhero movies, I think especially are action adventure movies. More to the point, degrade over each watch. Because there's things that you didn't notice before. Yeah, and, and you, that, start, you start picking, you start picking through it, and you find all of the flaws. Start asking real questions, basically. Yes. Yeah, you, you, yeah, it's like, okay, I've seen this. Let's be real about this now. And also just that, but like it, it loses that. It's almost like that kid on Christmas morning when he first opens his toy. And when you first open your toy on Christmas morning, like you're you're excited for it, like you love it. And this is what you want. And no matter what's in that box, like you're like, yeah, which is why sometimes I think like and especially uh, a good example of this was like the uh, Phantom Menace. A lot of people went to the theater, myself included, saw it the night it came out and like left kind of like, yeah, it's another Star Wars. And, and I think like uh, the true test is how long do you play with that toy after that initial Christmas morning? So for Phantom Menace, I think I watched it like maybe two more times and I was like, wow, this is not the Star Wars I wanted. I like certain things about it, but it it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And, and I think I, I think for Black Panther, I would prefer to think of it than that. I think this is a movie that is going to have a lot of shelf life, I believe, for me. Um, and that's that's rare because, like like you said, like with Avengers, as we talked about, it degrades really quickly. So like the first couple of watchings, it's like yeah, and then after all, you're like okay, yeah, we get it. Oh, let me guess, is the Hulk and and Thor going to team up to take down this giant monster? Okay, whatever. Right. And, and it's the um, I find this I, f- I find this to be true with a lot of things that I watch over again um, the like me I'm just when when I'm in it I'm in it the second time I watch it I am picking everything apart okay this is where they messed that up um, this is where you know they I mean, you know like it's just the I, I don't I don't really rewatch a whole lot of stuff I think the thing that I rewatched the most is Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I love that shit. But I do right. acknowledge er- the earlier seasons, blah blah blah. Um, but it's you know, but what I like about rewatching is you know I you know we came up in the DVD era, so like I would I used to love rewatching it with the director commentary or the actor commentary right, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. And that's one one reason why I loved Battlestar. Because Battlestar, um, he did like a, he recorded like a podcast commentary for like every episode. I mean, Battlestar Galactica, right? Yeah. 
Um, okay. Yeah, like what's his name? Ronald Moore. Ron, Ron Moore yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the showrunner for Battlestar Galactica. Yes, he uh, he recorded something for like every episode. So like every episode you watched, he had something for you uh, if you wanted to do it that way. And that's how I prefer to do it. If I'm going to watch this again, I would. Um, I would like to watch it with a little bit more context, kind of like how when I spoke, when I, when I spoke earlier um, about like the the casino scene and like how now I see that scene differently because at the time I didn't realize that m- most of that was one long shot. Oh yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I, I would love to see featurettes on this. I would love to see some directors commentary, actor commentary about like what was happening that day on set. Um, like, how did you film that? Like, did I have to do this completely on a green screen? Like, I, I would love to see that um, for any of this. And, and I think, too, um, I will say that this movie, um, probably top to bottom, has some of the best action sequences. Like, we talked a little bit about how the battle scene felt. And I will say it does, it feels smaller. Like, it's not on the scope of, like, you know, this, like, like uh, the five armies war uh in lord of the rings it's, yeah, or it's not lord of the rings that's exactly what i was thinking yeah it's not it's not on the scope of that where or like in game of thrones kind of approaches that when it does the uh oh, what was it? it they did the big um the big fight with uh the battle of the bastards they kind of approach that and sides and scale but i mean it's not that and i will say that i i was kind of happy it wasn't because I think then the conflict would have felt too chaotic. Yes. Because there's, there's times when that, that battle, and again, trying to keep from giving stuff away, but there's times when that battle, it, there's enough key players involved in it and enough like non-key players who, who are allowed to die because I don't care about them. So that there's, there's just enough to where it's like, okay, this, this makes sense. And, and it also is enough so that like when the end, or I guess more to the point when the, um, sort of end happens when it's like, oh no, their backs are against the legitimate wall. It makes sense that it would be happening now because you realize like, oh, I guess it just wasn't that many people to begin with. Right. And, I, and you know you know what kind of featurette I would love to watch or listen to? What's that? The costume designer. Oh yeah. Like the the I mean the one thing I noticed about this as opposed to a lot of other movies is the colors it's so beautifully colorful and like and and Bomani said this I was listening to a show um, and he was talking about how um, I think it was uh, Don't Be a a Menace where they said that um, that uh, nothing nothing is blacker than the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck and (laughs) um, they actually show the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck but (laughs) and they fix his eye Um, but the like their their technology is so advanced that you ain't get no Forrest Whitaker eye in this at all and he is right. in a he is in a good portion of this movie, and you got no Forrest Whitaker eye this whole time. Yeah, but well, I mean, King T'Chaka debuted his his very much almost Forrest Whitaker like eye, which, by the way, the close ups of King T'Chaka. I saw this in, in IMAX. Well, I, and I guess I wasn't IMAX. It was it was just a really big screen, mm-hmm. and the close up on his face. It was difficult for me to watch those. Like he, it was like which eye am I tracking here? You know and what? With the 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 alternate plane scenes, I did notice that. I was like, "What the?" They do a close up on his face where you're like, "Bruh, like <laughs> one of those eyes is moving." 
and 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 it's it is noticeably lower than the other one. And I I I once I noticed that it was really hard for me to watch those scenes. Yeah, it was like I really was, hard. Yeah, I was thinking like, did he get Bill's palsy at some point? Like you know, like you know, like Jr. had Bill's palsy <laughs> in like half of his. Like did he have a stroke or something? I know he just died, but like, did, did he have an adverse effect from that? Like, did they correct it when he was alive? And then now he was dead. It's like, well, this is what he would look like after being killed the way he was. Right. His eye got blown lower. And I love that um, uh, uh, his his son played the younger version of him. Yeah, I did love that. And then, but but the guy who played uh, the 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 other dude in the young part, I don't know if we I don't know if we should spoil that. But the guy who played the other um, young person in the in the nineties, the other ninety two scene, um, he has a similar name, but they're not related. Oh, okay. Well, I, I feel like you, you shouldn't, you didn't have to tell us that <laughs> because like that, that feels like that was so close to a spoiler and that, that didn't pay off. Like I thought it was going to, oh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to dance around part. it. I'm not going to tell spoiling you, that but it's part. not going to pay off. No, spoiling no. that part. I, I, I feel like, I feel like you shouldn't spoil that part though, because again, like so much of it's revealed really carefully, especially as you know, it's like they, they give you a little piece. It's like, okay. And they give you a little piece, they give you a little piece and then they give you the whole story. And I, I really love that. Okay, can we can we talk about one thing that that bothered me a little bit? Okay, yeah, what's up? How did Killmonger get that thing in his lip? So, I believe that all of the Wakandans get that tattoo when they're born. So my guess is he was born here in America. His father, because he's the son of a king. Are because he's a prince, I assume, has enough pull, again, I assume, to have that tattooed on his lip with the intention of taking him back to Wakanda and having him registered. I think what happened is uh, his brother shows up and things his his plans change shortly thereafter. Right. I feel like I did that pretty well. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 I, just thought, I just thought it was weird. Like, how do you get that? I think I think that that's what I thought. That's that's just my speculation. I mean, you're right. It was like, hold on a minute. But I mean, that's my speculation. I imagine though, like we're thinking, it takes like a long process. But apparently, they do it to babies. So it just may have been they do it to babies. That's how they mark them. That's that's your your ID card. Word. I am curious as to now, like. Well, I, I can't bring this up, so I guess I, I can't talk. There's a lot of stuff I, I just like. Like I said, I feel like. I want to see that four hour cut of the movie. And if they ever release like the DVD and they're like with two hours of additional feature, like two hours of additional footage, I, mean, I, I would put money on the table even, for that. I don't even buy, I don't even buy discs at this point. And I will, but I would. If, if they, if they, if they had that, if they had that additional content in it, even a, just a, a Our director's cut. It, yeah. Uh, even if they have a healthy chunk of it, and, and, you know, not all of it, because, you know, some of it is probably really throw away for a reason. Um, but if they do a director's cut, I am, uh, I am buying that Blu-ray. Right. Like, I don't I, I don't like I'm like you. I really am not a physical copy of a thing type person. But if the only way I can get a director's cut is through Blu-ray, I, I'm down. Now, now Amazon does when you when you buy stuff from them. A lot of times, especially for the Marvel movies, I've seen that they do have uh, director's cuts with uh, extra footage if you buy it from them. Like as far as that X-ray feature, they do as well, right? Yeah. Or is that separate? I think that's separate. So, do you know about the the whole X-ray feature they do on their player? 
No. So if you have an Amazon uh, player, um, they have this whole x-ray feature where it's almost like pop-up video, but it's off to the side. You can choose to, like, interact with it. Uh, if you roll a, your mouse over towards it, um, it'll actually – and you can do this on your phone as well. Like, you just tap on this thing on your phone. But it, it'll actually highlight all the actors that are in that scene. You can look up their IMDb pages. Uh, it'll give, like, little facts about them. Like, if like if there's a fact where in this scene, so-and-so didn't actually want to do blah, blah. So like, it'll tell you, like, little facts like that. So it's almost like a director's commentary, but you just kind of read it. And for, like, movies that you've seen before, it's a lot of fun. I I used to love pop-up video. Like, I very much enjoyed that. Um, I think everybody loved pop-up video. I think we all were big fans. And I'm not just saying that to be facetious. I really mean that. But, like, why did that go away? You know what I mean? Because we're at an era where we don't really watch videos anymore. So I think pop-up video went away because videos went away. Like, when was the last time that, at least I can say for me, I haven't turned on a television to a music video like with the intention of watching music videos since I was like 25. True. Like I will watch like, you know, when Kendrick comes out with something or somebody else. else. (laughs) Yeah. I will YouTube it. I would, there's, there's no reason for me to watch that on TV. And I have YouTube with annotations. So that that's basically just pop up video. So that even if it was like, well, we'll make it on YouTube. Well, I have, like, I guess you could do a YouTube with annotations and that becomes the pop up video, but but like, I, I watch a lot of YouTube through my consoles and they do not have the annotations. Oh, you just get the annoying, like the annoying like box, but you can't click on anything or pause. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And then they, they do the, um, the, well, the, they just started doing the thing where it has like the suggested videos at the end. Oh, nice. On the, on the, on the consoles that wasn't there before. Like, I feel like that's hurting them because like that, that I, Honestly, a lot of times with the suggested videos at the end, I do want to watch a lot of those, especially like because uh, I get I, I get into a rabbit hole going down like SNL. So like I'll start watching SNL, I'll start watching one sketch. Like oh, you know, let's I really want to see the Will Ferrell sketch where he has like the short shorts and he's like I'm American, and I start watching that, and then I just end up down a rabbit hole. Where the next thing I know, I'm like watching David Spade trying not to laugh with Christina Ab- uh, Applegate, while like uh, Chris Farley is talking about being in a van down by the river. And like two hours, three hours will pass, and I will have been just deep in the cut in SNL. And like, honestly, it makes me sad that I do that now because I would have, I would have loved CISO because you could get all the SNL content, and they they went under before I even got a chance to sign up for them. Yeah, I I go down the rabbit hole quite often, which is why I I have YouTube Red. Um, like, How was that? I I enjoy it. I watch YouTube more than I watch anything else. I watch YouTube so, way more than I actually watch Netflix these days. I watch I watch YouTube a lot, but I don't ever use YouTube Red because I don't care if I don't care about the advertisements. A lot of times I just skip or like I move on to like another media. But I but here's my a couple questions. So YouTube Red has like original uh, programming. I've never watched any of their original programming, but I'm going to because they're doing a a series. Uh, based off of the um, the two main characters in the Karate Kid as a as adults. Oh, nice. Okay, so I would watch and that. So, so John, Johnny is restarting Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, okay. nigga. So I would watch like, that. I just saw I just saw a trailer for that shit. Um, I saw a trailer for that shit, and I'm like, you know what? That is a YouTube Red series that I would so, actually watch. 
So I guess my real question then is then up until this point, then YouTube rap really is just about you not having to watch advertisements. Well, it's, it's, it's been about me not having to watch advertisement and me using Google Music because I don't I don't um, subscribe to like Spotify and stuff like that. But okay. Google, Google Music has really held me down in the fact that I can, um, you know, it can upload everything that's in your YouTube. I mean, not near YouTube, your iTunes to Google Music. So even if there's stuff that's not in Spotify, you, you know, like the the stuff that they'll still let you play it. They still let you play it because it uploads everything that you have in your iTunes to their service. So, like, I could still listen to Jay Z's music. It's just the music that I already had. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so I, I so I have Spotify, and I, I'm relatively happy with it. But if I'm being honest, the real reason I still have it is because it's one of the few streaming services that I can stream on my phone without incurring charges, like for high speed data. So, like, I also uh, downloaded um, Stitcher Premium, and part of the reason for that is that even though I pay for Spotify and I have Spotify Premium, for a lot of the podcasts that I listen to on Spotify, they're like not premium versions. So it's like I'm listening to ads, and like the show's getting cut in half. It's like, hey, let me tell you about uh, Squarespace. Which uh, I'm not going to talk about anymore on this because we're not getting paid for that. Unless Squarespace wants to pay, in which case, holla at your boy. Mm-hmm. But like in, in both it's of those be, cases, it's better, though, it's better Squarespace than Mailchimp. Let's be honest. You know, but but the point is, is that like <laughs> like I, I was getting sick of having them. Like I paid for Spotify and I have premium service, and there, I have some some legitimate gripes with them. So like uh, the player on my phone never plays at full volume in my car. I always have to like crank my car up way louder than I should have to. Uh, and then again, with every podcast, I have to like listen to advertisements, and it kind of sucks because it's like I pay like money to Spotify to essentially get advertisements, and that's why I pay you, so I don't have those. So I went and got Stitcher Premium because it's like thirty four dollars for uh, or thirty five dollars for an entire year, and you get a month for free, so it's like thirty five dollars for thirteen months. So I was like, yeah, I'll totally do that, and I'm enjoying it. But uh, Stitcher Premium. Is it one of the like free sharing apps? So like, I remember this. Uh, I downloaded Stitcher Premium on like a Tuesday. I was listening to a podcast on it. I checked right as I downloaded it to see what my uh, my my uh, limit. You know, I have like three gigs as a limit. I was at two fifty six. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to run through three gigs before like the week is up." I'll just download some stuff when I when I remember to do it. Next day, <laughs> notification on my phone: three gigs are done. Wow, like they 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 only tell you when it's absolutely done. At least, I mean, I'm on cricket, but like at least cricket would be like you seventy five percent dog. Like, and then they'll you be would like, think, right? Yeah, cricket will actually like will 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 update me a little bit. Like, yo, you use seventy five percent. All right, you use eighty percent. You use ninety percent. Like, you might want to do something about this. Like, at least they will. <laughs> Damn. Well, T Mobile does this weird thing. So T Mobile doesn't do that because you don't get charged for like high speed data after a certain point. So after I hit three gigs, essentially what happens is just my, my data gets dropped to like, they just bottleneck it. Yeah. So now like I have, yeah. And, and I think that, and like they have this whole thing called a data stash, which I used to have, which I don't have anymore, but like you can, and you can refill it. I just haven't done it, but you can basically put like three gigs on deck. So like you can be like, all right, so I have three gigs sitting here. So I have my three gigs to get every month that renews. And then I have this non-renewable or more to the point I have to pay to renew it three gigs of the stash. And so like, if you go over X amount, you still have high speed and it's, it's nice to have that little buffer. So like, let's say I go over, but I want to use my phone in public. 
like I still have that buffer, and it's like I just remember not to like you know stream from whatever site. Right. So, but like it frustrates me because like okay, so I have all like I and it, and it's, it feels like I'm just paying money out to like a bunch of different services because I'm getting these niche things. So like I, I want podcasts without advertisements, but I can't get that from Stitcher. Or I have to get that from Stitcher Premium because I can't get it from normal Stitcher, so I'm paying Stitcher. And then uh, I want music without advertisements, so I have to get that from like Spotify or from Google Music, but I still would have to pay them for that. And like YouTube Red is fine, I guess, but like I honestly Google Music wouldn't work for me because I don't think uh, T-Mobile would let me stream from it free. I, I would have to double check that. And then also, like, I kind of don't want to lose all this playlist that I have, like, 50 playlists on Spotify that I've been building. I'm going to lose all those. I guess I'd be willing to redo it, I suppose, or just, like, you know, build new ones. Yeah, but it's, but it's, you, you've, you've already but, set up your stuff how you, how you want right. it. And it's, it'll be weird to, it's, it's like, it's like moving. It's something I'm already comfortable with. Yeah, something I'm already comfortable with, and I'm not unhappy enough to leave. Right. And, and but the thing that I guess is they're starting to irritate me is like okay so you know between me and my girl we're talking HBO now, uh, Hulu, Netflix like these are all the services that we have so that we can have certain things, but it really does kind of feel like we're just chunking out money to like individual cable to our individual channels, our cable channels really that we couldn't before. And it's like why am I just chunking out this money? So long story short. My issue is uh, I hate how everybody is starting a streaming service now, yes. and it feels like I like it feels like everything is getting really segregated, and, and I don't like where this is going. Everything is going to get real messed up when um, when Marvel does theirs, right? Because I mean, then, when, like, not Marvel, Disney, Disney, Disney does well, theirs. Same thing, but yeah, like so Disney, and they said already, like for some of the Marvel shows that are running on Netflix, they'll continue to let them run on Netflix. But then you're looking at, like, instead of having Netflix with all the nice, neat Marvel stuff that we could watch there, that's all going to get snatched and go to Disney. But the, the catch to that, though, is that I basically have to assume, like, all right, well, I don't want to watch any of those movies or stream any of those because, like, there's no point to me having a Disney stream, streaming service. I don't have kids. And if I did, I wouldn't want to watch any of the stuff that Disney, like, promotes because I hate that family shit. I really hate Disney's like like wholesome family programming. I really dislike it. I wouldn't give it to my child. If you give it to your child, that's fine. I'm not trying to judge anyone. I don't mean you, but I mean like people listening. I'm not judging you for this, but I just dislike their wholesome family programming. I dislike it. Like I feel like they they dance around subject they shouldn't dance around, and they shouldn't bring up in the first place. Is if you're going to be family, then be family, and it's like let's have this sensible conversation. But don't just be like we're going to bring up sex and drugs, but we're not going to talk about it wholesomely. We're just going to bring it up. Like that's my irritation, I think, yeah. with with Disney. I, I I understand that. I um, with Pooh Bear, I you know I let her choose between Disney and Nickelodeon, um, and that was just pretty much it for me. Like I I let you choose which which one you wanna you wanna roll with. I ain't letting you roll with pretty much anything else. Well, so that's what I'm saying. I feel like to an extent we're we're almost getting a raw end of the stick because it's like we we're having to just choose. So we're, we're at a point where we're at a cornucopia of shows where if you want to watch everything, you literally have to just like shell out like way more money uh, in the long run than you would have with cable. And it feels like like this is cable's plan in the first place. It's like, well, if you want to leave me, fine, but watch how look how much money I was saving you. But the truth of the matter was they never were saving us money in the first place. It's just everything is priced. All this content is purposely priced so much higher so that we so that we're punished for leaving cable. 
Right. It's like, it, you know, it's basically like, you know, I, I know you want to leave, but ain't nobody going to love you like I love you. You'll be back. Right. And, and it's irritating <laughs> to me. Like, I, I don't want to have to, like, be stuck in this relationship with Cable, but I don't have a choice because, like, everybody's treating me like Cable treated me. Indeed. So I guess I'm in the where's where's my good man scenario. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Work all night, stream shows. Mm-hmm. See, see, the problem is cable is kind of like the thug, and you need you need you need a um, you need a Russell Wilson type. You need you a good man. I need somebody who's gonna pay pay my bills and, and like make me feel secure, and I can't get that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get that right now. It, it makes me sad. <laughs> I can do bad by myself, Cable. <laughs> I can exactly. do bad by myself, Cable. Uh, exactly. Like I, that's how I feel. Like it really is, it, and it's frustrating for me because, like, I know there are things that I, I just have to accept. I will never be able to see, and I'm never going to see because they're just not going to come in a way that I'm, I'm willing to get it. Yeah. That's whole shows. I just, I've just decided. Like I was trying to watch, keep up with the Flash to stay current. I can't because, like. The CW app is so commercial, like written to the point uh, where, and it's and it's other, the same three commercials. The, other than the fact that at least three of the commercials that they show have Kendrick music on it, other than that, I'm out. Like, it's, I, I mean, I watch it because I have to because I don't have cable, and um, I stop I, I stop using my Fire Stick, and then I and then I gave my Alpha, which had Cody on it already, to my daughter, so. Uh. I get kind of like okay, um, so I'm watching it just so I don't have to go back to Cody, um, because yeah. you know Cody Cody is seriously like you know you know like if Cable is a thug like uh, you know Cody is a, like that drug dealer that you mess with on the side it, like you he Cody ain't really like your main dude but like you go you go for like you can't trust him when you really need him but exactly you'll call him. Like if you call him and, and he's not there, you're like, yeah, that's Cody. Yeah, Cody. Right? Cody, Cody is the <laughs> Cody is the hey big head when you get lonely from leaving cable. Like, <laughs> right, right. You're like, yo, Cody's a dude. You're like, what you doing? What you doing tonight? I'm out of town. Okay, I'm not surprised, Cody. You're always out of town. Yeah, yeah. That's what Cody not, is. No, Cody is you trying to come through. <laughs> <laughs> that is Cody. <laughs> It's like I have Cody on my phone, and it's it, it, it's fine. But like it's for keeping up with current stuff, I don't have any extensions for any of the current stuff, and, and I really don't. Like yeah, honestly, rest, rest I'd rather just wait. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exit, yeah, Exodus died, and, and I don't have a replacement. I haven't found one. It's like I can watch PBS stuff and like Food Network on my Cody. It's pretty much it. And then, and then, like after Exodus died, they put Cody. On the on the Xbox One, like you can just download Cody on the Xbox One straight up. Well, yeah, because there's no there's no threat of you being able to stream anything anymore. I guess it's difficult to find stuff at this point on Cody. Like it is hard to find a solid stream on Cody. Yeah, because I, I have three programs, but I only use Exodus. Because like, what was the point of using anything else? Well, Exodus was by far the best, and then when it died, like I had like Phoenix and a couple others, but like when Exodus died, it was like yeah. Yeah, Exodus was the most reliable. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Exodus. But anyway, yeah, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time like crying about Exodus. Uh, but no, I, I feel like 
I will say this too. If if you see Black Panther, uh, for everybody who's listening to the show, um, I would say like see it and then like go back and watch Civil War. And here's why. So I saw Black Panther and then I went back and watched Civil War, which is streaming for free on Netflix right now, so enjoy it if you have Netflix. I went back and then like seeing it then made a lot more stuff make sense. You know what I'm saying? So like when you see him, because like he's like he's running, stroking with the cars, and I remember seeing that and being like, How is he out running cars right now? Having seen Black Panther and going back and seeing that, it's like, oh, that's how he's out running the cars. That see that scene was so amazing the first time. They just I mean, they're just running after each other like faster than the cars, and you're like, What is happening here? To the point where, like, you see uh, Bucky grab a motorcycle from someone, from someone. You're like, "Why? Why did you take a motorcycle from someone? You're both, you're all running forty miles per hour." <laughs> no, I need but, to go faster. Like, like, I need- like, honestly, that unless that bike does zero to sixty in like less than a second, he's gonna catch you before you can get up to speed. True. Like, you almost would be better like cranking the bike through a sixty miles per hour while running and then jumping onto it. <laughs> And take it off. <laughs> like you, yeah, you got to give it a push start. Almost, you have to push start it. But like, honestly, seeing all that was was super dope. And I would say, like, going back and, and having that knowledge of what you see in Black Panther makes that entire uh, that entire thing play so much better. Um, I think, like I but, said, I recommend it to, to everybody. Okay, here's my new here's my new question though. Here's my new question. Um, as I understand it, the king has the heart shaped herb. Like right. and then, and the king was the one in the suit, so the the one that has the suit. How did he already have a suit, and how was he able to do that without the heart shaped herb? Or so, he- so he was. So it's not the king who has the heart shaped herb as much as it's the Black Panther. Traditionally, the king was the Black Panther, and they they kind of explained that when they did the whole thing about the uh, the shaman warrior who became the Black Panther, who also became the Black Panther first, then united the tribes and became the king. So the king is traditionally the Black Panther. Uh, and th- after the king gets to a certain age where he's old enough to be king, but not old enough to be Black Panther, it's traditionally passed on to another warrior. In this case, it's T'Challa, but in some cases, it might be passed on to someone who's not in their bloodline. Yeah, because in the, uh, so I was reading a, uh, well, no, I was watching a YouTube video where they were explaining the Easter eggs, and they said that the, that in the comics, in some of the comics, the heart shaped herb, the heart-shaped herb is poisonous to anyone outside of the royal family. Outside of Wakanda is what I've what I I've heard before. So like if you're outside of Wakanda, if you take it, it'll, it'll kill you. Which is explains why Killmonger can take it. Because no, he's but, Wakanda. But, it, but but it but that was how they explained Killmonger not going to the same place. Well yeah. I think they, they also kind of were touching on the fact that because he had never so i i think that same place is like a shared existence right so it's like a shared plane and I, it kind of touches on that and i think the point is is that because he betrayed his people he couldn't share that plane and or, i think or because he went back he went he was he wasn't able to share because like mentally he never moved on from there maybe he was stuck there and so maybe, that, it was, that's, maybe it was almost like a banishment. I mean, that's yeah. that's something so, that like so it, it could be he, he was banished there. Yeah, and that and so he was he was stuck there, and so that's where he returned. 
that perhaps, scene, perhaps. That, that scene, bro, all the tears. I liked how that was done, and I don't want to like again, don't want to give anything away, but it was really dope how they did that. The switching back and forth, I think, I, I really appreciated it. And I think, like I said, this is probably the movie where um, the one movie where the villain, I think has so many shades of gray that is is actually really difficult to label him a villain and less and more an antagonist so i think it's one of those things where like it's that's the best part of this entire movie is that it's not this hardline black and white uh stance and, and i think it really portrays the true challenges that would face are, are that do face a government that exists in the world that we exist in today because there are no more black and white, like true, like this is this is right, this is wrong, but everything is very great now. And and there the like the the watching that movie, um, I was a little bit glad that I was by myself because of the vast inferiority I felt when he took off his shirt. <laughs> Man, I, I, I never seen how, like, I never a... seen Creed. I never seen Creed, but like, bro. Oh yeah, he's ripped. Bruh. I do like how like a bunch of people on, on Twitter were were trying to dog him, saying like, "How is he ripped and chubby at the same time?" <laughs> Which I I found funny. But yeah, yeah, he's he's in in extremely good shape. Also, I, I kind of loved all the. Uh, I would want to know how long all the uh, tribal markings took for him. Yeah, that that has to be the most. And don't you want like a backstory of him, almost like Punisher style, where we just see him going through. I want, his time as like a marine. I want all these stories. Like I want, I want the story of the first Black Panther. Like right, I want, I want and all that the ones story. they they kind of like show in that one area where there are clearly other Panthers. I want those stories too. Yes, I want. I want to know who the. I want to know. I want to know all of their stories. <laughs> like I want it all. And <laughs> I, I, I assume this one is doing so well. It's breaking records from what I understand. It's supposed to be one of the most well-received films. I mean, like it's got like a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Feige already says that he want Ryan. He, he very much wants Ryan Coogler to come back. Yeah, and I think I think there's going to be more Black Panther movies. So I guess maybe we do get some of these stories. But either, anyway, I will say this: if you haven't gone to go see Black Panther, go see it. If you've gone to go see it, go see it. And if you've been to see it more than once, go see it. Having said that, I'm about to hop on this movie pass real quick. I'm probably going to go see it again. Word up! I'm 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 going. I don't know exactly when, because going the first time was kind of on a whim. It was like, okay, my girl going. I'm sitting here by myself. Let's go. Um. So, but I I want to go back. But I want to take her with me, uh, because it was a dope ass movie. Even though she has not seen any of the other Marvel movies, with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy and the first Iron Man. I'm curious how that plays. I'm actually very curious how that plays. Let me know. Yeah, I, I I'll I I shall return with the with the tales of uh, tales of uh, Black Panther with a white lady. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right, so you know, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, it's the Dream Team. Um, t- sorry, technical difficulties um, that Rashani couldn't couldn't stay with us, but uh, we got it done. Yeah. Also, you can call the Dream Team. Uh, you can call us at nine five three. That's not our number. I, I don't it's, know our number. It, it's seven five. Let me hold on. I got it. Wait, wait a tick. I got it. One moment. I do not know our number. I just want to make sure I say that. I'm looking it up right now. I'm not even lying. I'm literally looking it up. 
It is 757-752-8236. The only reason why I got to it so fast is just to increase our listenership. I uh, put uh, the last two episodes on my feed, on the Spotify feed. Um, because there's, because I do three shows, but there's not a lot of cross pollination between those three shows. So I wanted to make sure that I put a little bit from everything, but here's the problem with that. I only have, um, 400 megs and now any other scarcasm that I do has to be heavily compressed. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean like leave it up for a little bit and then Mm -mm, I ask you to take it. Leave I'm leaving it? Okay. because I I was surprised at the comments that I got. Um, the my my uh, scarcasm partner Chase, um, uh-huh. he absolutely loved. Now he is the he is the person that I play the killing floor with a lot. Yeah, but uh, he loved the dun 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 the killing floor conversation. <laughs> like he re- like he really loved that shit. Uh, you know, he's a white dude from North Carolina, so like he's you know. The, the so like his 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 view of everything like he likes you know metal and like all that kind of stuff like he is he is definitely not one of us but he but he very much enjoyed the shows and I hope that we get more of that. Okay, yeah, I think I think overall we're pretty funny. We just like you said, just have to get people in front of it. Like I, I've been doing, trying to do a better job of focusing up and just like legitimately performing for these shows. I think sometimes like. I tend to get into the mindset of like I'm doing this conversation with my friends, and I forget like yeah, there's jokes here to be made. Like, like be a little bit. So I, I'm trying to be a little bit better about actually performing on the show. And I'm assuming that we're gonna cut this whole part out, right? No, fuck it. Like I no, mean, we, no, we could. this gets cut out. We could. Yeah, this gets cut out. I feel like we we had a cut off earlier, okay. like we way have... earlier. All right. So yeah. But yeah, man. I, I, I think it's gonna do it. I got to go get something to eat. Well, so no. I will holler at you later, man. All right. Peace, Peace out, brother. Thank you.